It's the third Sunday of Advent here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is December 16th, 2018. Today's readings come from Zephaniah, chapter 3, verses 14 through 18a, as well as Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. The Gospel proclamation comes from Luke, chapter 3, verses 10 through 18. Today's homily is given by Deacon Jack Orlandi. In the following passage from the prophet Zephaniah, he tells us that on the final day, when God's justice is fully revealed, God will take away the shame of Jerusalem's exile and give her cause for great rejoicing. A reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah. Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. The Lord your God will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from his first letter to the Philippians, St. Paul calls us to make our petitions to God, beginning with thanksgiving. Our relationship to God brings peace to our hearts because we trust God with all of our needs. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. The crowds asked John the Baptist, What should we do? He said to them, reply, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, teacher, what should we do? He answered them, stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, and what is it? that we should do. 
he told them, Do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you now with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, happy third Sunday of Advent. Rejoice, the Lord is near. Can you believe that it is already the third Sunday of Advent? Only nine days until Christmas. Are you almost ready? Boy, time sure does fly, doesn't it? But how is your Advent going? In the gospel today, the question is asked three times of John the Baptist. What are we to do? Such a question, a good question for Advent, isn't it? How many times have we been asking ourselves that very question? What am I to do? Christmas is nine days away, and I'm not ready for it. Maybe all my gifts haven't been purchased or wrapped Maybe all my cards still haven't been written or sent. What am I to do? Maybe I haven't had time to meditate on the Advent themes to prepare myself for the coming of Christ. What am I to do? Maybe I don't have time for my family because I'm working or driving. What am I to do? And maybe I haven't been feeling well or someone close to me is ill, what am I to do? Maybe there are difficulties cropping up in my relationship with my spouse or my children, what am I to do? And maybe people around us, or even ourselves, are suffering from sickness, depression, or addictions, what am I to do? So what advice does John the Baptist give when asked the question, what are we to do? He recommends moving outside of oneself and sharing what one has. This has always been a predominant theme in all the Gospels, sharing food and clothing with the poor or just being present with others. What are we to do? In preparation for Christmas, we have to forget about ourselves and go out to others. Many people do remember the poor and donate food or money to local charities, food banks, or our Advent giving trees. We adopt families and make sure that no child goes without a gift at Christmas. And thank God that we do this often in our culture. If you purchase one of our At Home with the Word books, 
and have been following it, you will have noticed that the theme for the third Sunday of Advent is charity. But what does charity mean to you? Considering charity, what might you think has been the greatest charitable gift, act, that you may have ever seen or been part of? I have my thoughts on this, and I'll share them with you later. Father John Gibbons, who is a priest who co-chaplains with me at Benner Prison, shared that his theme for his parishioners at St. Peter and Paul in Phillipsburg is the what's and the why's of their Advent season. His message is, we are so quite busy in doing the things, the what's of doing, but then he goes on to ask, why are we doing the what? Webster's Dictionary defines charity as generosity and helpfulness, especially toward the needy or suffering, the what of charity. But from a Christian perspective, charity is in fact a kind of love. Quite simply, charity is the love of God in which we participate. God's love becomes the why of charity. So where does our charity begin? Is it from the giving of the what? Or is it from the giving of the why? The giving from our heart and the love of God. We do wonderful charity here at Good Shepherd, especially this time of year during Advent. When we take time to buy an item for our Advent giving trees, we are doing the what? But we need to pause and ask ourselves, why are we doing the what we are doing? Being charitable is just not the giving of physical items or money. It is also in many other forms. Can we be charitable to our spouse when we might not agree with them? Can we be charitable with our children or parents when they want to do things their way? Can we be charitable with our brother or sister or friend when they may have hurt us? This form of charity becomes the why of what we are doing. Charity is the love that is in our heart that we need to share. Last Sunday, we had an incident here at Good Shepherd. During our 9 a.m. Mass, a lady with her young child came into the church and was going through the bags of gifts for the McConnellsburg children. Several items were taken, which thankfully were replaced by Matthew 25. It was definitely a shock for us. You know, it would be easy for us to judge and condemn her for what she did, taking gifts which we had given from our hearts for the children who are in need. However, we might stop and consider for a moment what really might have been happening. Perhaps she is a mother who might be so desperate in need and wanting to give her child a gift which she couldn't afford. We may judge her and think there is a better way of doing what she did, and perhaps there was. But can we perhaps consider that the gifts we gave 
are really for a child in need? Perhaps we can be charitable and forgive her for her actions and pray that she and her family can have a Christ-filled Christmas this year. After all, it is the why we are giving and not only the what, isn't it? So back to the question I asked earlier. What do you think might be the greatest charitable act you may have ever seen or been part of? For myself, preparing today's homily, I reflected on the one greatest charitable act I could think of. God the Father sending his Son to this earth to save me and to save you. Knowing what his Son was going to have to do for us to be saved, to be born as a human, to live as a human, to suffer as a human, and to die as a human. To do all of this for us is what he did. But it is the why which is most important. It was out of his love for me and for you that he did this. I think that's a pretty charitable act. Another important gift that God gave us from his love is the institution of the Eucharist. While Jesus rose on Easter morning and soon ascended into heaven... He left something here with us from the Last Supper. He left himself, an everlasting gift, the Eucharist. I cannot imagine any other greater charitable gift ever given. I hope that perhaps you might feel the same way. And if you do, when you come forward to receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ, perhaps your amen might not only mean I believe, but may also mean thank you. Nine days until Christmas. It's a busy time of year, and we can be caught all up in doing what we're doing, the what's of the season. Yet it is critically important for us to know why we are doing what we are doing. If we aren't doing it out of charity of love from our hearts and from God, then the what will be hollow. If John the Baptist were here with us today, how might his answer be for us when we say, what am I to do? He might tell us, keep Christ in Christmas this year, and if you do, you will remember that everything he did was because of his love for you. Now go and do the same for others with God's love. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.